Hi, and welcome to Write Better Now, a podcast of quick weekly writing tips meant to help you become a better writer. We're your hosts, and I'm here with New York Times bestselling author Carrie Jones and wife extraordinaire. <laughs> and I'm here with copy editor extraordinaire Sean Farrar. Thank you for joining us. Astonishers, gaspers, and screamers, what your exclamation point addiction says about you. Before I start, it is super windy here today, and I cannot isolate the podcast studio enough to have you not listen to the main wind. I'm going to try to mix it out, but my tech skills suck. Um, So... Apologies if it's super windy in the background. Just imagine you're on a beautiful porch in Bar Harbor, Maine. And you'll be imagining almost correctly, or actually what else. Here we go. Lately, I've been working with a lot of writers who are sending in their stories, and they seem to have a great fear of the mighty exclamation point. And I get it. I get their concerns. The exclamation point has a pretty bad rap. We've all seen stories where every bit of dialogue ends in an exclamation point, or our boss sends us an email, and everything is a sentence fragment ending with that exclamation point. The BBC even has an article about what overusing the exclamation point says about you writing. Bill Bryson writes, the exclamation point is classically used to show strong emotion, get out, or urgency, help me. If part of the point of punctuation is to change the timbre of voice, another part is to get you out of a hole. Punctuation saves lives. There's a meaningful difference between duck and duck. Both of Bryson's examples are notable for the underlying sense of emergency, need for security, and atmosphere of fear. No wonder, then, that newspapers have historically referred to exclamation points or marks as astonishers, gaspers, and screamers. Sounds so naughty. So naughty. I'm so sorry Sean's not here with me doing this one. But it's no wonder newspapers have been their most voracious advocates. So the BB says, consider it the selfie of punctuation. And they go on to say, overuse of any punctuation mark tells us something about ourselves in the same way overuse of any object does. How you punctuate your sentences might have something to do with how you punctuate your life. And that's kind of interesting, right? Especially if we're thinking of uh, America as more conflict-ridden right now, the United States, and how everybody is having discourse and polarities rather than in grays and nuance. An exclamation point is not full of nuance, is it? And are we seeing more of them? Maybe. But here's the thing. Despite all of that, The exclamation mark or point is not your enemy, and it's okay to use it in moderation. Even the godlike purveyor of all things grammatical in the United States novels, the Chicago Manual of Style, says that the exclamation point can be used. Just do it sparingly, or it loses its effectiveness. 
this is really true about everything from M dashes to semicolons to the sexy and addictive ellipses. When you avoid the exclamation point in dialogue, though, it can be annoying when it's something like this. She shouted, comma, I can't believe you, period. Or he yelled, comma, I'm going to kill you, so you better run, period. Or they hollered, comma, help me, period. It looks dumb. Okay, the reader thinks, um, are they really shouting if there's no exclamation point? As the writer, you want to be in control of your world. And part of that is, give, is not giving the reader conflicting signals through verb and punctuation. Because a conflicted reader is a reader who won't keep reading, who won't keep trusting you, the writer, to take them on a journey into another world. So if you make someone shout or yell or holler, really make them do it. Pretend, yeah, pretend. Pretend that they're a politician making a tweet or someone being ironic and throw them all in there. No, just kidding. Only use one exclamation point at a time. Seriously. Hey, thanks for listening. To write better now. These podcasts and more writing tips are on Carrie's website, carriejonesbooks.blog. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, or share this podcast. There's a donation button over there on my blog and lots of other content. Um, and honest to goodness, I sound like such a mama. Honest to goodness, even a dollar <laughs> inspires us a happy to do a happy dance. So. Thank you for your support. The music that you hear is made available through the Creative Commons. And... It's a bit of a shortened track from the fantastic Mr. Ruiz. And this track is Arctic Air. Off the album, Winter Haze, Summer Some Days. days. So that person smokes... You got, you got weed-themed music on our stuff, honey. All our podcasts. Broke for spleef. Hey, and if uh, you like this podcast... Summer spleef. You can listen to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, or Carrie oh, Does yeah. Poems, or Loving the Strange. Thanks for listening. The other two are funny. This one's serious. So serious. <laughs>